Welcome to the Yield Podcast. I am Brooke Payne, your host. Together, we are going to create passive income, organically grow your side hustle, meanwhile, being completely submitted to God's leadership throughout the process, because that is how we exponentially grow. So I have Andrew Lennon here with me. So excited to hear the message on your heart. You guys don't follow Andrew. You can follow him at St. Lennon and go check out his art and his illustrations. They're incredible. But Andrew, I just want you to kind of jump in. Tell us who you are, what you're up to. Um, Yeah. yeah, Love it. Yeah. So my name is Andrew Lennon. Um, I currently live in Lynchburg, Virginia, and I do graphic design full time. Um, as Brooke said, St. Lennon is my handle. Um, and I also do ministry full-time. I'm a pastor of a local church. And that's essentially my life. Um, I love, you know, the arts and I love God's heart for the arts. And I also love, um, you know, just the call to, to further God's kingdom here on earth. And I'm blessed to be able to do ministry full-time and also do graphic design as a way um, to provide, but it's it's this beautiful season of just living out, you know, God's promises and God's dreams. Um, so it's been been a great time. Yeah, and you, I want you to describe a little bit more of what you were telling me about, like being bivocational, yeah. which in theory sounds fun because you have a baby at home. So you were saying right. you get to be a part of his life, um, which most dads yeah. don't get the opportunity to. Do. So that's amazing. But then also, um, I think we'll just start talking about the, uh, most freelancers know what I'm saying when I say that having a flexible schedule is a blessing and a curse. (laughs) So what are, what are some practicals that you do? Um, and I want to get into your message of, um, you know, just your heart behind everything. That's the most important thing, but I want to know, like from the get go, what are some practicals? What do you do? What are your boundaries? Uh, you know, having a wife and, and baby. Um, yeah, so I'm bivocational. Uh, I, you know, ministry was, is, is the call on my life. And, um, you know, being a church planner and a pastor, it's, you know, definitely one of the the craziest things that you can do um, because you're, you know, you're in this position where you have 100% output, but like, you're not really receiving as much. Um, and so it's this, you know, this, this really beautiful tension of like obedience, but it's also like one of the hardest things ever. <laughs> And, uh, you know, within church planning, because I think, you know, even pastoring and church planning, uh, those are two whole separate things because, you know, anyone can get hired and move somewhere and be a pastor, but then there's the whole other realm of church planning. Um, And so for me, you know, when the Lord kind of called me to step into this realm, it was definitely not what I expected was, you know, for for a whole long time in my life, I was going to be a physical therapist. And uh, that's what I was pursuing. And I don't know where the Lord called me to ministry. And so I was doing ministry. It was this really crazy season. And then obviously, you know, as you get married, you're like, okay, I have to actually make money. (laughs) And uh, so at that time, I was praying and asking God, you know, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, in Lynchburg, we have Liberty University, which is the the biggest, you know, Christian college in the world. And so for me, it was like, okay, the normal Lynchburg thing is you just – Get a job at Liberty, you know, as benefits full time, you know, that's just kind of what you do. And so that's what I was like planning to do. And, you know, out of nowhere after I got married, I just feel like the Lord told me to take like two months off um, and not work and just focus on ministry. 
and just kind of use graphic design as I was casually doing at that time as just a way that he was just gonna, you know, support. And we're essentially living month to month at that time um, of just like, okay, was taking this season of really focusing on ministry um, and kind of casually doing design. You know, I was getting clients here and there, but it was just like a month to month season. And I was like, okay, God, like it's time for me to apply. Like I need to get a job. Like I need to apply at Liberty. You know, that's what I need to do. And I just didn't <laughs> just so feel know. any peace. <laughs> right. Just so you know, God, this is what I'm doing. Just didn't feel peace at all. And out of nowhere, the Lord's like, Andrew, you know, I'm, I've called you to full-time ministry. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that. And he's like, no, like I'm calling you to full-time ministry. Like this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to bless graphic design. That's what I'm going to provide for you. So I told my wife and I'm like, Hey, so, uh, you know, this is what's, I felt from the Lord, this is what's going to happen. Like graphic design is going to be our main source of income and we're going to fully plow and focus on ministry. And, you know, at first she was kind of hesitant and kind of freaked out, but, um, you know, in, in the course of a couple months, like the Lord just blessed it and, um, you know, financially, like the Lord has been super faithful and I'm able to do it full time. And because of that, I'm able to fully, you know, have my hands in the dirt in ministry and um, with, you know, growing what God is stewarding here through our church. Um, but I'm also able to be fully present you know, with my family. So it's been been amazing. I love that. And I have a couple of thoughts that popped in my head while you were saying that. First of all, that sounds amazing and super spiritual. 100%. But practically, <laughs> yeah. how, I, sorry, that's like my favorite word. Um, You're good. What did that look like? When yeah. you're praying and your wife is like, mm, I don't know, maybe you just need to yeah. go to Walmart and be a greeter. Like, exactly. what? Because as a man, there's like something in you guys. You yeah. are called to provide. It's like part of your yeah. nature. But then to like, in obedience, not do that. I mean, yeah. I don't even know what that would even look like. Yeah, I think like for us, like my whole life and journey at least like at that point like from the past couple of years it's just been this crazy journey of obedience and radical faith and the lord just doing things and me just like walking blindly and you know i have the spiritual gift of faith and that's kind of like how the lord has just you know wired me um to just trust him to take huge leaps and so you know my wife is kind of used to that <laughs> and so she's seen that she's seen like you know a, a church be planted out of you know essentially nothing um, and so she, she, she already had a gauge, but the, the most, you know, significant part of that was, you know, finances was something that, um, in her household that she really saw not done well. And so that was something that even the Lord had to like strip her of and like learning to trust me as, as her husband, but even more so trusting God as provider. And it was this really beautiful thing because, you know, long-term our, our goal actually is we want to do missions in India and that's what God has called us to do. And so, you know, what the Lord spoke to me when, when God was like, Andrew, you're supposed to do full-time ministry. I'm like, yeah, I've already been doing full-time ministry. Like I've been doing breakthrough and doing all this stuff. And he's like, what would it look like if you were living in India right now? And I was like, um, probably not working a nine to five and, you know, working at a local college, I would probably be like fully focused and devoted and, like probably living completely off of faith provisionally. And he was like, why aren't you doing that now? And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> because and Liberty's so, here. Right. And so it was just really, really crazy. And, you know, it just didn't make any sense at first. 
but I just knew the Lord was breathing on it. And, and like I said, like the first, it wasn't this crazy, you know, instant thing. Like the first couple of months we were living, literally living off of faith as if we were living in India, you know, just month to month, like we'd finally get enough. I would get enough design jobs and I would just be able to pay that month's bills. And then we restart to zero, you know, the month two. And, you know, the Lord, I think he just like honored that season of obedience and, um, yeah, it's it's definitely been uh, an amazing season for sure. That is so cool. And then also another thing that like sticks out a lot to me is I have like a special place in my heart. Um, I just love when creatives work their gifting instead of yeah. relying on support. And hear me when I say this, yeah. I'm not again. Sure. If you move to India and you need support, holler at me because yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yes, we need to support missionaries. But I also have always, loved and that's like part of the whole thing behind yield is like hey let's create some kind of income whether it's passive or active so that we can do the things we're called to and not have to be tied to a desk so yeah that is that is i mean i want to hear your heart behind the graphic design and what that looks like and yeah like what how did it even start i guess tell us like i mean in that season it sounds like it was in its small beginnings but yeah so i am (laughs) self-taught So I never. So annoying. You're so good. I love it. Yeah. So I never took any classes. I didn't go to college for it. Um, I went to college for interdisciplinary. If people don't know what that is, essentially you create your own major um, with minors. And so it was biblical studies, global studies and psychology. And so that's what I studied in college. Um, So I I had no um, vocational training or whatever, just kind of self-taught. Um, I used to love drawing as a kid. It was something that I was always passionate about. And I always remember as a kid, like I just wanted to be an artist. And, um, you know, I have this cool picture that I found that someone, an old friend. So I I grew up in the Philippines. Um, But when I was in the Philippines, uh, we had like a, I think it was like a kindergarten yearbook. And it says like your your name, your family, and like what you want to be when you're older. And I put an artist. And, you know, I just randomly found this like a few years ago. Someone tagged me on Facebook. And it was just this crazy thing because I remember as a kid, like I just loved art, like a little bit more than the extra average kid. And it was something I was passionate about, but it was never like, this is something that I can provide for my family with. And um, especially growing up in, you know, a Filipino household, um, it was very like you do what is financially stable, like you do what is, you know, going to be a higher education thing. And so in my entire family, I only had like everyone was either a nurse or a doctor or like an engineer out of all my cousins. I had like one cousin who's an artist, but it was just kind of like, he's, you know, kind of crazy doing that. He was a black sheep, 100%. And so, you know, it was just never anything that I was actually thinking about pursuing. Um, But I just like kept, you know, cultivating it in my bedroom and would just always draw and sketch. And I just loved it. And then eventually in high school, I discovered, you know, digital art and Photoshop and having, you know, art be on your computer and digitally and not evolve into like branding and logos. And then it just kind of continued to grow and grow from there and like my desire for it. So when I was in college, um, you know, it wasn't until near the end of college, I got a job at, you know, Liberty. Um, It was just like a student job for graphic design. I somehow got a job without any, you know, experience or anything. And so it was really crazy. But that year of working there actually I learned so much um like I learned so much of like the organizational aspect of design and so much of like learning to 
you know, do revisions and learning how to like critique and refine projects. And that year was honestly such a gift to me because, you know, I was getting paid, um, but I was also learning so much from, you know, my, you know, I guess people that I was working with my supervisor. And so, yeah, from there, I just started putting my work out there, like on Instagram. And it was just something that I, I love to do. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to like build a brand or doing anything, you know, crazy. And then eventually like people started messaging me like, hey, can you design a tattoo for me? And that's actually where it started. And I started just designing tattoos for people. <laughs> and then, yeah, then it kind of just grew from there and got more clients and then grew and grew. And then that led into the season where the Lord's like, I want you to do this full time. I'm going to provide through it. And then we just stepped out in faith. And so that whole timeline actually wasn't that long. Um, and so, yeah. That's so cool. And what I'm hearing that's encouraging to me is that you're like, I just stepped out in faith. Like, this is yeah. what I knew I was supposed to do. But at the same time, you were diligent in that process of like, God gave you a job that was like, you shouldn't have had that job. Right. And, yeah. and he gave it to you and, and then you stepped into it with diligence. And I think that's a word I can get on a soapbox for a second. That's a <laughs> word for a lot of listeners is it's like, I, I feel like our generation is like, God, I want to be whatever, you know, right. whatever that blank is for you. Um, but then you get these opportunities. And you're like, oh, but I just like, I'm so sick of this desk job, or I just yeah. need to be free from this, or I just need to make more money. And I feel like I've seen people swindle away the things that God has for them because they're hard. Um, and so like, just for you to know, like, I'm very encouraged by that. And I think mm, that there's a lot of that um, in your story that, yeah. you know, you're just like a faith taker. So you're like, I mean, whatever, I just did what God had and you're yeah. obedient. Um, but I think we need to see that. And also, um, I've been getting a lot of people saying like, oh, brain, like, I want to know how to brainstorm with God. That's been like a, a common mm. app. Um, and when you were talking about how you said as a kid, you wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Um, that's one thing too, again, on a soapbox that yeah. I feel our listeners need to do is, it's good. you know, go back to ask your parents, ask your grandma you know, anybody who was around you when you were a kid, um, what, what did I always say? Or what was I always doing? Was I always playing with Legos? Was I, you know, yeah. drawing? Um, like for me, it's hilarious. I was selling my brother toys and uh, my toys, like my Furbies mm -hmm. and, um, making him buy them. I don't know why. And, and then I was also like hiding myself in the bathroom and sketching out a uh, house, mm -hmm. design, which wow. that I, I'm not like a builder yet in Jesus name, but it, but it's like, it's hilarious <laughs> to look back and think, yeah. crap, like I was seven years old and I was embarrassed. Like I was embarrassed mm -hmm. by the things I was passionate about. Um, wow. and maybe blocked out of my own memory until my parents started reminding me like, Oh no, you, you've been selling since you were eight years old. And wow. yet I felt shame about selling, um, yeah. which I don't know if that's anything you have, uh, for creatives. I feel like a lot of creatives will devalue their, their work and their art. Mm -hmm. Um, because they, they feel like, Oh, like I'm not worth it. What, what's your like thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that's huge. Cause I think, you know, especially as like artists, you, you know, you hear this a lot, but like you are your toughest critic because, you know, comparison is just a thing and, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And so when we create things, um, I think it, it really comes down to heart motive. And so if we're creating things, like you said, like, to become insta famous or to make you know this global thing or to you know to be seen 
then when those areas come of like, wow, like this doesn't look as good or whatever, you can either approach it as like, okay, like I'm going to sink into comparison or sink into, you know, this, this place of, you know, I'm not good enough, or you can sit in this place of, you know, this is something that I can grow more into. And this is something that I can refine. So I think that's a, a huge thing as creatives is like your heart motive matters. Um, because again, like, you know, I believe there isn't this divide anymore of secular and sacred. And so we create now this place, um, with partnership with, um, the Holy spirit. And so when we create in these places, it's like, there's no room for comparison. If you're creating out of that genuine place of like, I'm just going to create because this is how I'm wired. And I'm going to use this as a, as a response of worship. And then there's just no room for comparison. You know, there's no room for being your toughest critic anymore. So I think that's definitely what I would say to that. That is so deep. And talk to me a little bit more. I feel like you weren't done. Um, what, what is your message for? Like, like there, you can just hear it in your like passion. Like there's, there's a message there. Like what, what are, what do you feel like the Lord is saying to like creatives, whether it's in the season or what's like the message that you feel on your heart? Yeah, I think like, oh man, that's a good question. I think the the biggest thing for creatives, I think in this season is like, is getting in that place of tapping into the heart of God which sounds like super Christianese and and (laughs) hyper-spiritual, but like, you know, this is, this is, I think a a big, big desire in my heart and a big part of what I see the Lord doing in this, you know, current atmosphere is that I believe that there's going to be like a, a new Renaissance and what, you know, the Renaissance was, it was a time where the church was the forefront of the arts. And so, you know, people would go to the church to see, you know, Michelangelo's work or da Vinci's work and like the church was the was the the people who were pioneering you know the most excellent type of art and kind of you know when I told you you know growing up I always I always used to think as a kid I was like man why does like art not have as much value as it used to like you go to museums and you see arts that are like or you see like paintings that are worth like thousands and thousands or sometimes even millions of dollars but I'm like why is nobody creating stuff anymore that has value like you don't see you see like, you know, the quote starving artists, right? You see yeah. people who are just on the street just selling their art. And, you know, I feel like there's a huge period where art just lacked value, where people didn't value art. Like if, like I said, you know, if I was in high school, I told my relatives, I'm going to be an artist. They're like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no weight and value to that. But if I was like, Hey, I'm going to be a doctor, you know, it's, it's a whole different context, but I believe now because of technology like we see graphic design and video and photography, all these digital things that have brought value back to art, right? We see like people can actually have a sustainable full-time job through design, through um, photography, because these are things that we see everywhere. You know, you look at, you drive down any road, you're going to see the street sign or if it's, you know, a branding of a business, it's like design now has become... I believe like a, a new way to usher in creativity that is able to reach people in a greater way. And so with that, I believe like for the church to get back to that place where the church is pioneering art, where the church is, you know, cr- almost reinstating the value of art again, it, it comes down to us tapping into the heart of God and, you know, creating out of that place of, okay, God, like, what are you speaking? Like, what are you revealing? 
you know, obviously we know as believers, we have the Holy Spirit. We have imagination, which is a gift from God. And so he can speak to us through our imagination. And, you know, so many of my pieces, it's things that I just like imagine, you know, it isn't just like I intellectually figured it out by connecting dots. It was like, you know, I believe that the Holy Spirit spoke to my imagination and, and gave me, you know, pictures or ideas or highlighted things that I've seen in my life, the, the use of the message. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, okay, we need to create from a deeper place, um, from a deeper posture. And that's going to be what, what is going to actually make a difference and affect people in a, in a greater way. I love when you said that, create from a deeper place. And what are your like, it's going to get real personal, but like when you're sure. like, okay, I'm going to go spend time with God. Sure. What does that look like as a creative? Because I know like you do, you hear from God and you see God yeah. in your mind's eye. And I think sometimes people listen to us as Christians talk about like, um, oh yeah, I heard from God or yeah, I saw this sure. picture and they're like expecting it to be something super crazy. Yeah. So crazy. And it's like, no, it's just a muscle that you work. But, um, but I kind of want to hear what what your process is like obviously it's probably not the same thing every time because you are creative but um but but what does that look like for you yeah I think like for me I've entered into this place where I've learned how to worship as I create and back to what I said like you know since the Holy Spirit no longer lives in a temple right it lives within us right um, there isn't this divide of there's the secular, there's the sacred. And so with creating and with creativity, um, everything is the same. You know, like if you think of worship, right, when you th- you say the word worship, the first thing people think is, you know, singing, insurance, music and responding in music. But you can do it, it. Worship is never about music, right? It's it's about a, a heart response. And so worship can be in any context so you can be responding as you're creating as you're as you're planning a project as you're um you know figuring out the the ideas and and the visuals and the things that you're supposed to make like in that place you can be um responding and communing with the lord and that's something that i've i'm really tapped into in this recent season of like you know yes I do have those moments where I'm just you know on the ground soaking and I'm just like receiving or I'm in the word or I'm you know spending time with God and 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 getting you know revelation but then there's this other part of relationship where you just spend time with someone and you know I've learned in creating to not create this okay God like you're over there while I'm creating I'm doing my thing and then when I'm not creating then we'll go back into the secret place and we'll you know we'll hang out there but it's like, wait, you know, God isn't confined and God wants to partner and God wants to partner and co-labor with us in our dreams because he's the one that put that put it there in the first place. And so I can actually create out of this place, right, where I'm drawing from a well that is never going to run out and never going to run dry. And, you know, it's it's the, the Lord is, is a, a never ending well of, of new ideas and messages and, and revelations of things that that need to be communicated. And so that is I that's even you know another way of like how how I even balance everything. How do I not get burned out doing ministry and design and family and all that? It's because it's like there isn't ministry time, there isn't you know design time, there isn't family time. Obviously, there is moments um practically, but it's like okay, I'm not shutting off the the valve of, of receiving from the Lord and, and receiving 
um, you know, from him. It isn't like, okay, I'm, I'm in ministry mode or I'm in design mode. It's like, okay, I'm constantly in this, this stream um, from, from heaven and receiving and then pouring out. I think that's the, the, the biggest, biggest thing. I can't even, that was so good. I'm, I feel like my biggest and like the, the thing that resonates with me the most is what you were saying about burnout. Um, Mm -hmm. because that is, I mean, that is like, that's a very common thing. Um, and, and I've more recently learned this whole, you know, because I think as a, um, you know, my work is like somewhat creative, but it's super easy to compartmentalize. Yeah so easy to compartmentalize God. And I found that like earlier in my walk with him, I'd be like, okay, God, what's up? What are you doing in my life? What's going on with me? What do you want to change in my heart? And then I would like move into business and like, or whatever it was that season, whatever my job was or whatever, um, whatever that was, I would then kind of like shut him off. Mm. And then all of a sudden I would get frustrated in whatever work I was doing and then come back to him whining. And I started reading, Mm. um, I'm sure you're probably familiar with brother Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Gotta love yeah. him. Um, and, and if you don't know, um, brother Lawrence, um, what is it called? The book practicing the presence. Thank you. Practicing the presence by brother Lawrence. He, um, it's an old school book, but he basically just talks about communing with the God with God, yeah. um, communing with God all day long. And he's yeah. like washing dis- dishes and right. all the things. And so, and so that, I mean, that was probably 2014 when I started tapping into this, um, and it ebbs and flows. I feel like sometimes I'm really sure. good at it and sometimes yeah. I'm awful at it. Um, but even, uh, this is another step of it is even in my workouts, like I would compartmentalize, mm. like I wouldn't invite God in my workouts or wow. I wouldn't invite him. Um, I don't know, just little things like when I'm cooking, yeah. I don't have to cook. And so I, I wouldn't be enjoying myself. So I wouldn't be like asking God, um, yeah. to come in. But anyway. I, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you, you don't really have to seek him for two separate things then? Because it's like when you're designing, you're hearing from him about August, your son, and then you're also hearing from him for ministry. So it's not like in your mind, it's like one after the other, it just kind of all blends together. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's not like I've like perfected this thing, (laughs) you know, and it's, there's definitely moments where I, I fall into the trap of, of like, you know, putting things in, in, in sections and categories. But um, I think that's something that is so important, especially when, you know, your capacity has changed, when you're no longer just married, but now you're married and you're pastoring and then now you're father um, of like, you know, that's literally, I feel like the only way that I'm able to actually survive in this season is like okay like I have to constantly be receiving Mm. and you know and it doesn't have to be like you know I'm designing drawing with one hand and my other hands you know and like receiving from the Lord and like it's like (laughs) it's entering in this place of communion um where you know you just acknowledge the presence of God you acknowledge that he's close and it's like even as you're designing you're just receiving things you know, it doesn't have to even be like you're consciously receiving things. It's you think about like, you know, being with your spouse, you're just sitting on the couch and, you know, my wife's just reading a book or I'm just sitting next to her and watching TV. But there's just this this thing of, of closeness um, where there isn't like this direct engagement where we're like, 
dialoguing and like, you know, talking about super deep stuff, which is important, but there is something that is still developing and, and, and you're receiving even in that place of just from the, the bare bones of closeness. And I think that's so important with the Lord of like, you know, how, how do you, how do you, you know, acknowledge, like, how do you um, enter into the presence of God? Right. Well, how does this work? How do you, um, you know, you, you're in church and you're like, okay, the presence of God is here. Like, let's enter into the presence of God. You hear that, but it's like, practically, how does that work? Um, the reality is it's, it's through acknowledging, right? It's through um, acknowledging, okay, God, you're close and that's it. Because the reality is that God's omnipresent, so he's everywhere, right? And, and he, he now abides and, and dwells within us. And so we have complete access anytime we want, 24-7, as much as we need um, of this closeness. And so it comes when we come into agreement with that reality that, okay, God is close. And from that place, you, you automatically enter into communion. And it doesn't have to look like this crazy spiritual, like, Shabbat Baba moment, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to acknowledge, like, the closeness of the Lord. And um, that's the starting point of, of receiving and connecting and um, getting filled and all that. Yeah. Okay. So I've never done this before. And I'm hoping you're down for it. But I just, like, feel like there's a special moment right now. Um, as you were just talking just this last 30 seconds, I just like started tearing up and I feel like, um, normally I just pray at the end, but would yeah. you mind like walking us through, like literally just meditating on his closeness mm. meditating on yeah. who he is? I mean, we can pray, but I feel like it almost yeah. more of like a prayer room style of like, just yeah. kind of like whatever Holy Spirit wants to do. It's good. Uh, I don't know if you're down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just pray and see whatever you know the Lord wants to do so yeah father thank you so much uh that you're here uh, we don't have to cry out from heaven for you to come but you're already here and so right now we just come into agreement with that truth and that reality of your closeness Lord that neither height nor depth nor anything else can separate us and so Lord I ask right now for anything um, in our minds and our hearts that that we've agreed to that has created a, a wall and a divide that is separating us. I pray right now that you would illuminate those things, Lord, whether it's uh, a shame or insecurity or fear or even just bad theology, God. I pray that you just illuminate those things, things that, that have created a divide from us, simply stepping into faith and acknowledging your newness. I pray that you illuminate that right now to every single ear listening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just saw this picture of um, like mountains and I saw that there was a lot um, I don't know if this is for one particular person or for everyone but I just saw these mountaintops and it was like a zigzag of like valley mountaintop valley mountaintop mm. and um, and I feel like there's a lot of questioning um, and and I just want to say that like I just feel like God's heart was like Hey, I'm just as much in the valley as I am on the mountaintop, and they both have a purpose. Um, and so I don't know if that has to do with people's callings or just everyday life. Mm. But um, but anyway, so go good. ahead. What you were saying? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. So whatever those things are, we just give you permission to tear them down. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to strive in your presence. There's no striving. We just step into love. We step into being loved by you. There's no striving in being loved, Lord. We just come. We come close. We acknowledge your closeness. 
We thank you, God, that you're a jealous lover, that you you love us so much that you don't want anything else to take us away. And so anything, Lord, that is, is hindering us, Holy Spirit, we give you permission just to tear them down. So thank you, Lord, that you're increasing our sensitivity to your nearness. You're increasing our sensitivity to your closeness, God. Let there just be an ease in relationship. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, and then I also just like wherever you are right now, um, I just felt like we have a moment here to um, two questions to ask God as we kind yeah. of wrap this whole thing up. Um, just where you're at, ask God, what is it that you saw me doing as a kid? Because mm. it's most important what he saw. And, and then also, what are the desires that are in my heart? that you put in there. It says he gives us the desires of our heart. And I think we, we read that sometimes backwards yeah. and saying like, Oh, I want a Maserati. So he'll give me that. But what he's saying is that you have desires in your heart that I put in there. Maybe you have wanted a Maserati and maybe he did put that in there. Hey, like God can do whatever he wants. So, but I think just like, as we sit here, God show us pictures of ourselves as kids, mm -hmm. things that we may have forgotten, things that, our parents might have forgotten. Show us where we were. Give us a picture. Um, and would you in this moment elaborate of what you were doing, why you were doing it in us, and why we love those things? And also the desires that we might be ashamed of. We might not even, um, yeah, we might just think, oh, that's dumb. Why would I pursue something like that? That's not going to make money or that's not worth my time. Uh, this isn't the right season. It's quarantine. The economy's crashing. Why would I go out yeah. and do my own thing? Um, God, I just ask that for those people um, that are asking these questions, that you would pour out revelation, yeah. like overflow with revelation. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to share this episode and come follow me at Brooke. A pain that's Brooke with an E, A P A Y N E on Instagram and Facebook. And all of our resources are in my bio. Thank you guys so much. It means so much to me that you're listening.